0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another First Impression Sports Talk. I'm Jasmine Pollock, the host, and we're going to get into a lot of great topics regarding the sports weekend, including that Ohio State and Michigan game. So let's get started.
1: Welcome to Jasmine Pollock's First Impression Sports Talk, the fastest growing sports talk show in the country. And now, here's your host, Jasmine Pollock.
0: Welcome back to Jazz's First Impression Sports Talk. And to kick the day off, we're going to talk about that Ohio State and Michigan game. Now, I picked Ohio State to win, and unfortunately, they got rocked in the second half against their rivals, Michigan. This makes Michigan now a contender. Now they're going to be playing in the Big Ten Championship against Purdue. And when I tell you that game was crazy, so let's bring in Jeremiah. I'm going to read off some of the stats to you guys. Jay McCarthy, who happens to be Michigan's quarterback, I did not think he had it in him. So let's get into the stats. He was 12-24, of 263 yards, and three touchdowns. And when I tell you that, ha- they had plays of, of six over 40-plus yards per play. I mean, they stuck it to Ohio State. And then not to mention, their starting cor- their starting running back, Blake Coram, did not play. But their second um, running back, which was Edwards, he had 22 carries of, of 216 yards and two touchdowns. Jeremiah,
2: what is your thoughts on this Michigan State and Ohio State game? Well, my thing on this is Michigan ran Ohio State off of their field. Just from, from the start, you would think it was going to be just a shootout, how both teams were just scoring back to back and back to back. But the inconsistencies and just the undisciplinedness from the Ohio State just showed and Michigan played at just as a better team uh on Saturday. To be honest, they came in there in Ohio state, and people got to realize they came in Ohio state and blew them out. That is a yeah. tough environment to go inside and actually blow blow them out. And I can just say of course you can put a lot of it on the players, but coaching, I think that played a big part in that. Because when it came to certain of the play calls, when it came to Ohio State, especially on their offensive side, you it would be so questionable what are we doing at the end of the day? What are we doing? And Michigan seen that and they had that momentum, especially after that halftime. They just went on a complete tear that second half and then they just showed why they deserve to be in that place. Why Ohio State? they still have some things to get over before they stay in that top five or just even try to get in that top five.
0: But I don't see any scenario where Ohio State ends up being in the Final Four. Because if you look at it, like I said before, Uh -uh. Michigan and Purdue playing the Big Ten Championship. We're going to get into all those championship games a little later. But when we look at this game, J.J. McCarthy, the question was, how, the, the Michigan was the underdogs in this game. They were the team that I don't yes. know if they can go in Ohio yes. State and they call Ohio State the big O. You're going to the big O to face your rival. And Ohio State had a lot of hype around in this season. They're the team to beat. And Michigan, the question was, without their starting running back, how can they establish the run? Well, J.J. McCarthy, their quarterback, I did not see him doing that. He hasn't done that all year. That's, his best, that That's that was his, his best best game. That's his best game this year. year. And now being that Michigan won in that fashion against their rivals, they have to continue that well into the playoffs. Because I do think they will beat Purdue. But, man, when I tell you this, this game was crazy, because I thought it was going to be a shootout just like you did. I'm thinking, hey, Ohio State and Michigan, this is going to be the game to watch. That second yes. half, Michigan turned on a switch, and it was, it was just down here from there. And then not to mention – Quarterback CJ Stroud, which is Ohio State's quarterback, he had two interceptions. He had two touchdowns. He had over 200 yards passing. But in that fourth quarter, the defense started getting to Ohio State. And what Ohio State's defense, I'm um, not Ohio State's, what Michigan's defense was doing was what they started doing was they started coming up. They were not trusting yes. CJ Stroud to throw because the run was completely taken away. They stopped the run. And they were getting pressure. They were they were starting to do man coverage, whereas Ohio State's defense was getting burnt on man-to-man coverage. They did not make yes, it you were seeing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But it was bad because you. I was thinking Ohio State's secondary was going to. They were going to have some good day, like a good day against this team. I th- I didn't think Michigan had a chance to win. I thought it was going to be a good game, but I just didn't think Michigan had it in them. But man, when you think about these rivalry games, they will make you – it was nail-biter. It was a nail-biter game. And then for Ohio State fans, I feel bad because you're at home. It And you let your rival come in your house and literally take the game from you like that. But, Jeremiah, when we look at Michigan, can they go on to beat or compete for a championship? Can they go in a championship game and win, maybe against a Georgia or a TCU or USC?
2: And that is my thing because – I also was talking to my mom about this, uh, actually, the other day. To me, they did beat Ohio State, which is very valid, but still at the same time, Georgia and all the other ones, they're just different animals. And when it comes to Michigan, I can just say they're in the same boat as Ohio State. Ohio State always had these great teams, but it's just always that falling short right at those moments that they get a chance. And I feel like when it comes to Michigan, even when it comes to last year, they beat Ohio State last year. Yeah. And still going further, you know, it was kind of a letdown going after that. And I just feel like for Michigan going forward, they have a great team, but it's just all about when they are on that stage going up against. We already seen what they did to Ohio State. Things can change this year. But what I've seen from the past, it just seems like Michigan has always came up short. But I just want to see, especially their head coach, to try to get a win or something because, you know, it's going to be tough, tough top four.
0: I'm going to say this. If their quarterback plays like that and their running game plays like that, they have a major chance because I don't really trust Georgia's quarterback, Stetson uh, Bennett. He has some. If like ups and downs, they have a great role players. Like, um, of course, Brock Bowers, who is their tight end. They have the other tight end. His name is escaping me. Then, of course, they have the running game. Of course, a stout defense. But I don't trust um Stetson Bennett. I'm not big on him. If JJ, yeah, if he so. can come out and play like that, how he played against Ohio State, and they run the ball like that, they're going to be tough. It's going to be a very, very tough setting for anybody. Now, let's because, go into. Mm-hmm. Y- well, go ahead, Jeremiah. What were you going to say?
2: I I was just saying I just totally agree with you because their defense is very suffocating. Yes. Just as the same and I would I would love to see Michigan's defense go against Georgia's defense.
0: Yeah, and another thing too, Ohio State's offense won the top in the country. Yes. And they yes. were able to hold them to 23 while they scored 45.
2: Impressive.
0: That's it. That was a very, very impressive win for a top four, uh, top fourteen. When I when I look at it, I think that win against Ohio State like that in their house is more impressive than when Georgia beat Tennessee. I think it's a lot more impressive because you go into your rival's house, the way Michigan did, and there's all the talk around this Big Ten game where it had big playoff implications of going to the Big Ten championship, having that final four, getting in that Final Four, that was the game of the year to me, especially in that fashion. That was a huge game. But- Let's go on to these championship games that we're talking about. So each division slash conference in college football has their, their own conference game, meaning you have the Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, ACC, AAC. You have so many different um com- uh, conference games that is going to depend on who is going to make it in that Final Four and have a New Year's Six Bowl. So I'll read you guys some of those. So the Pac-12 is going to be number 12 Utah versus USC,
1: mm. Big 12
0: championship, Number thirteen Kansas State versus number three TCU, SEC championship, which is going to probably be the big one, is number one Georgia versus number um, a number eleven LSU, ACC championship, number ten Clemson versus number twenty four UNC, which is um, University of North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Then the Big Ten Championship, which we mentioned, is Purdue versus number three, Michigan. Now, I don't think Michigan, I think this whole Final Four is going to be um, different because the Final Four as we speak today is Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TC, TCU 3, and USC 4. Yes. And then another one, which is the American Conference, Amer- American Athletic Conference, is UCF versus Tulane. So when we look at this, these whole <laughs> conference games, these games are going to determine – Who's going to get that in that final four? This is probably going to set in stone what's going to happen. So, Jeremiah, what game are you looking forward to the most? And wh- who do you think is going to win these Big Ten? And I'll list them now. In the Pac-12, who do you have? Utah versus USC.
2: Ooh, right now I have to go at USC. Right now they are on a run right now. but
0: Okay, but Utah?
2: But Utah, Utah can literally, new. they can give them a fight.
0: Now, by, not by How mention,
2: USC been playing.
0: I'm going to say this, though. The Gators did beat Utah the first game of the season. but That is
2: so true, by two points. Now, you know, Utah, first of all, that game is going to be a great game. It's, it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be no type of blowouts. But I oh, just no. think right now USC is just running on a high right now. They are sitting at number four. But there can always be an upset.
0: Their, so, des- their destiny is in their hands. Caleb Williams, which is their quarterback, he's playing at a high level, and they have Lincoln Riley as head coach. He's an offensive guru. But oh, man. Utah is mm-hmm. scary. Utah is scary. I mean, that's going to be a good game. Yeah. I'm going to give – you know what? I got USC by three, but expect a good game. I got <laughs> USC by three. <laughs> Big 12 championship, Kansas State versus number three, TCU.
2: Oh, I think TCU wins that game only because – T- I don't think that TCU has been given the same love as every other team that's on top of that top mm-hmm. four list. I feel like TCU can come out there and just have that inside them, their heart right there. And they're just like, OK, you guys want to look over us? Watch how we blow out this team right here. And of course, you know, Kansas said I think that they're going to bring a fight. But they're TCU, the they have been climbing up in, in the sneakiest way to say I am here at the end of the day.
0: Me and my mom, we watched TCU on Saturday play Iowa State. It was a, it was, a, oh, no, it that... was just bad for Ohio, uh, what now? How say Iowa State? It was bad because I was just like, I I didn't pay attention to TCU. I know they was always in the mix, like oh TCU's in the four, and I was like, okay, let's sit down and really watch TCU. They have the quarterback, they have the running game, they have the receivers, and they have the defense to create turnovers. So I have TCU win this game, and I'll say bye. 14. 14. I got 14. Two touchdowns. SEC championship, which is probably the one of the biggest, this probably the, the biggest. Big one. Number one Georgia versus number 11 LSU.
2: I, to be honest with you, to be, I'm gonna be totally honest with you. LSU could put a pull a upset. You you want to know why? Because this is the same LSU team that faced off against. Alabama and beat them this year okay now you can say Georgia is of course a a different animal when it comes to and you see that LSU just lost but LSU going into that game who has the biggest expectations going into that game Georgia. Georgia
0: absolutely yeah
2: so Georgia they can't even have LSU to even stay close it has to be either a blowout and I know even when it came to Georgia playing against Florida, the game that I watched them in. Their quarterback, to me, I'm not too sold on him, just That's as you said, that you, you're not sold yeah. on him.
0: Right.
2: I think Georgia, sometimes they have this thing where they kind of let a lot of teams creep back inside of the game.
0: Or they and battle, sometimes they keep I think it close. How about that? Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They keep it close.
2: I think it'll be a close game, and I have LSU winning in overtime by two.
0: Overtime? Oh my goodness. Okay, overtime. so Let's look at both quarterbacks. So both quarterbacks are suspect. They're both not known for their quarterbacks. LSU's quarterback, he's a he's a run first kind of guy, but they have a stout running game. They have receivers that can get out in space and create things. Their defense is very good. Very good. De- LSU very has good. always yeah, had a yeah. great defense. But I'm going to say this. If this game is close, if it is close, I have LSU as well. No, I don't like either one of these teams. I can't stand either one of these teams, especially Georgia. I'm a Gators fan. I can't stand these teams. But if it stays close and Georgia keeps LSU hanging around, watch for an upset. Now, that that would shake the whole college football world if Georgia loses because that's going to be crazy if that happens because Georgia's been number one majority of the whole season. Right. But I have LSU by uh, three points also. And... They better not, Georgia better not keep this game close. They better not keep this game close because LSU has played spoiler all year. That would so, be a bad look. Yes. Next one, ACC Championship, number 10 Clemson versus number 24 UNC, the Tar Heels.
2: Hmm. That game right there. I'm always high on Clemson, but how Clemson has been looking these last two weeks – it is very scary. Yes. Not in a good scary, in a bad scary way. Because the way that they are losing these games, you can see when it comes to these close games, they really do fold under pressure. Yeah. I've been seeing that. If they're not blowing a team out, then if it becomes a close game, it's, it's, uh, it's a whole different story. And that's why I feel like you're going against UNC. They're coming in there with seeing you lost two straight and they're thinking, I I, I can beat them. We can beat them. And yep. for Clemson to get that motivation back to try to win another game, where is it going to be coming from? Exactly. Because they, they picked the wrong time to have their low time, especially during the championship games.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll say this. I'm picking UNC in this game. Now, I know my sister, she's a Clemson fan. She a, I know she wouldn't like me saying that, but I have UNC win this game, and this is why I say this. Clemson has been in a slump for the past couple of years now. And let's be, let's be real, this is the first time since the college football has been created there will not be an ACC team in the Final Four. Did you notice that? There's no ACC team in the Final Four this year. No. That is you. we were thinking it would be Clemson we think Clemson will be that final four kind of thing and be like okay Clemson's going to be in but being that it's Clemson's number see. 10 if they if Clemson does win this game they're still not going to be considered in the final four because there's so yeah, much at it's stake. Just there's like, a lot just like cuz it has a lot to do with strength of schedule it has a lot to do with home field advantage exactly. has a, lot of do with a lot of that but i have the tar hills winning by a touchdown i think there's blood in the water with clemson and i think unc is a young gritty team that's gonna go in there and really compete, but they're both coming off bad losses. Both yes. teams are desperately needing a win. They're desperately. This is a big game for the franchise, for the schools to get back on track. I'll say that, but I got. And it's UNC gonna be a battle.
2: It's gonna be a battle. Yes. But I, I do agree with you. I think UNC is going to win, but it's going. To, I think it's going to be a close one, though. Yeah. No blowout.
0: Final one. Big Ten championship. Purdue versus number two Michigan. <laughs>
2: Wow. Okay, this one is very interesting. This one is very interesting. They're not a slump. And that's my thing. Purdue is not a slump. But then again, they're not ranked. Exactly. So I'm going to give a little bit of the edge to Michigan because of of them coming off of that high, winning against Ohio State. They got adrenaline right now.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I do hardball like he is ready. He is ready. But they also got to know, just like you said, this this team is no no chump team. Yeah. They're not one to take lightly because anything can happen. But I do have Michigan being that I think that they're just going to come out with a better momentum, and I think that mm-hmm. they're going to take the game over. But I don't have it being too much of a blowout. I have them winning by 10 points.
0: I have Michigan winning by 30, 50. 60. This game, like I said, Purdue's no slump, but Michigan, what they did last week, I I don't see Purdue. They might give them a run for like the first five minutes of the first quarter, but then it's going to go bad from there. But Michigan is going to win this game big. They're going to make a statement the way they made a statement last week. And now for Michigan, this is the biggest test now. Being that you have your spot in the final four now, which they do, now you have to continue to play like you did against Ohio State. JJ has to play like that you have to you have to deliver the ball in that fashion you have to run the ball the defense has to play like that so now and like you said I believe Harbaugh is ready he's an NFL coach he coached he's been in big games before so he knows what this is like they have to go in there you have to you have to destroy Purdue you have to show people we we didn't just have all that energy for Ohio State we ready to we're going to win it all so I have Michigan winning big Um, Even though I feel like Purdue might keep it close in the beginning, but it's going to go downhill from there. But that wraps up this segment. Like I said, Michigan will win big. And we're going to go into what's going on in women's college basketball and why women's sports is still being slapped in the face. So we'll be right back for a short break.
1: Renting is everything. It's style at your doorstep. Off the runway, and into your closet. It's every trend you've been dying to try and every designer you've yet to discover. It's wearing it your way every time and making it count everywhere you go. It's never worrying about what to wear because something new is always coming your way. That's why renting is everything. New styles, top designers, all for a flat monthly fee. Start your subscription at renttherunway.com.
2: Slow roasted over Hickory Fire and pulled by hand. This is the way pit pork has always been done. Pulled pork lovers, rejoice. The smoky old days are back at the Smoke Shack. From the creative team that brought you The Browning Project and Dead by Morning comes a new thriller that will change the way you look at white-collar crime forever. Falling from the Sky.
1: You're watching Jasmine Pollock's First Impressions Sports Talk. Be sure to join Jasmine every week for great conversation on the NBA, NFL, and a wide variety of sports topics. To see past episodes of First Impressions Sports Talk, go to YouTube and search First Impressions Sports Talk. You can connect with Jasmine on LinkedIn by searching. Jasmine Pollock, and now back to more first impressions sports talk.
0: Welcome back to Jasmine's First Impression Sports Talk, and the voices you just heard were from Kelly Johnson and Deon Hunter. If you would like voiceover work done for your projects, you can go to LeonThomasGroup.com and get in contact with Leon to get voiceover work done. If you'd like to be a guest on my show and see past episodes of my show, you can go to my website at JasmineOnSports.com. So let's get into the next topic, which had me a little irritated when I saw it this morning, um, is what's going on with women's sports. Why is women's sports still being considered um, less than or not, you know, not respected as much? So I'll give you an example. So there was a Las Vegas women's basketball tournament. It had Indiana there. It had um, it had. Michigan there had a lot of the women's basketball there and they had a huge tournament. These are formidable teams. These are very good teams that are competing in women's basketball. And the hotel they were at created a ballroom basketball court for them with no stands. So their their families, their friends could not show up. And I want to read what the Indiana head coach had to say, which her name is Terry Moran. She says, we have an obligation to grow our game, and we completely miss on this opportunity because you have a lot of really good teams that are here representing their conferences. It will, it would have been great, a great opportunity. This was a major miss, in my opinion, in terms of helping grow the game of women's basketball. So let's bring in Jeremiah. This is a clip of also what um, it was getting criticized and a lot of different things like that. Jeremiah, what was your reaction to this news, and how do we fix this? Because there's no excuse for a girls or women's basketball tournament. I mean, NCAA basketball, big D1 schools are playing basketball in a ballroom of a hotel.
2: I, I think it's, it's utterly ridiculous because at the same time, they they don't want to put money into these girls and everything else. But they're the ones that making you the most money at the end of the day. Because we already know what the college basketball does for the men's when when it comes to March Madness. But I'm telling you, when it comes for the women's basketball and the NCAA for these D1 schools, the D2 and everything else, it is taken very seriously, especially for the fans that's around the world. I know each and every year I try to watch it every time it's on ESPN. I got to watch who is going to be in there for the championships. That thing right there, the competitiveness – the love for it. My sister herself, she used to be playing basketball in high school. She was about to transition to going playing FAMU and everything else. Those moments like that, especially for, for these women, these are, first of all, talented women at the end of the day. These, these are ones that are putting their bodies online, and everything else. They almost remind me of last year when they gave the women inside their small, little, tiny gym thing Prophes. so they can work yeah, out. I remember that. And mm-hmm. then they also gave them like box foods, when you have the men having these gourmet uh, foods, you know, flights out and everything else, but the woman has to take the certain buses and stuff. And that is a huge problem. in, in especially in, in these colleges, you, you have the, these programs, and they're making you so much money when it comes to having it on ESPN, the different fan bases that it's going to be bringing. But at the same time, you don't even want to do right by your own athletes. It's a huge problem. And I think the NCAA right now, they have a big problem on their hands that they need to be fixed. Because after this, you know, it's going to be more protesting and it's just going to be more alarm and more things that's going to keep being exposed because they are not doing their people, especially these women. Right.
0: And also what what irritates me about this whole situation is there is not enough people talking about it. You know, I only saw it because it was like a headline when I logged into my computer. It wasn't on the sports talk shows. It wasn't on the front page of ESPN. It wasn't anywhere. But what, and I'm gonna say this, Let's, let's talk about this. So we know the situation that happened with Odell at the airport. That story got way more traction than girls being slapped in the face for playing basketball, playing D1 basketball. And he got in trouble at the airport and that's getting more traction than girls actually competing and putting their bodies on the line and different things like that. So that's a little irritating to me. I, they don't give that same kind of thing to other people or same other like giving that same press to these these women. These women play basketball for years. They're playing D1. They have full scholarships. They are competing at the highest level. And these were top teams. These aren't teams I that totally are just agree. like the bottom of the barrel. These are top. College women's basketball teams that played in this tournament, and all you guys could afford for them was a hotel, and you make a ball, you get the ballroom, and then you just say, "Hey, let's put a basketball court in there," and then not have stands for their families, friends, or alumni that want to come there. and Jasmine, being, it's, right? Go ahead.
2: Because it, just like you said, it's going to take more than these women to just be protesting themselves. Right. It's going to take your big mobiles to come out and say something about this. Listen. I'm going to be calling out Charles Barkley. You are working with the NCAA when it comes to the March Madness games. Kenny the Jet Smith. Um, yeah. um So many different – I could go down the line when it comes to so many people that be working in the NCAA and also do your coverages over that, even your different people. And it, it, and it can even be from different networks. It don't even have to be just from the same. It's just this is a huge issue because – you have so many that's coming right. behind them, especially a lot of these these, these young women, these, these young little girls that's watching and they're figuring, you know, I want to get to that stage. But how come I'm not getting that exposure? It's like, what am I doing wrong? You know, I'm just being a woman at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm just here playing ball just like the right. men are. I'm putting my body online. I'm, I'm I'm working out, doing all what I can do and still no type of respect.
0: And equally, I love women's basketball just as much as I love men's basketball. I watch. I don't watch the WA as mu- WNBA as much as, um, because I feel like, and I'm losing sight also of the NBA too. We talked about this before, me not really yes. liking what's going on with the NBA now, and then the WNBA has some things going on. College basketball, women's and men's, is the best basketball to me currently right now. They have the yes. high interest at the highest level, the men's and the, the, the women's. They both compete. Like, you know, I love North Carolina. I love the the girls North Carolina team. I love the girls South Carolina team. There's some dominant girls that are playing out there. And then you have people like Brittany Griner. So what I don't get is you guys want freedom for Brittany Griner. You want Brittany Griner to be freed, And she's a, a basketball guru. She played at high level. She played for Baylor in college. But you giving these girls that, but at the same time, you're saying free Brittany Griner? But you're giving girls basketball teams that kind of that that kind of platform. It doesn't make sense to me. And let's see what Oren says. Put some respect on my name. Ladies stand up. Exactly. We need more of that. I don't want to. And it shouldn't be just women speaking up. It should be the men's basketball. It should be, you know, even WNBA players say something. This needs to be talked about. These girls didn't deserve a ballroom. What is that? That's not even a, that's not a good platform to have this have a game like that on. There needs to be an arena. It needs to be, if they were having a men's tournament, you think a men's tournament is gonna be in a ballroom of a hotel? You think that's happening? Nope. Absolutely nope. not. But being that I'm a female athlete, even Remy, who is our my executive producer, she is a female athlete. That irritated me because we put our bodies in line the same way men do, we compete the same way men do you know, and we really want to go out there and show our talents just as much as the men. And both they're both great athletes from both genders. There's great athletes that I look up to, but it's just, I just didn't like the whole double standard.
2: Yeah, I, I don't like Griner. the
0: Right, you have people like Brittany Griner pushing, you pushing for Brittany Griner to be free, but at the same time, you're smuggling these girls playing basketball.
2: Yes, most definitely, because you can't have this, this double standard of just like what you were just saying, having going back and forth and then back and forth. My mom is going to, have to, my take,
0: mom.
2: It's going to be, have to take when it comes to this whole situation. You're, you're going to have to have so many different places stand up. That's even for the ones that endorse these women, Nike, Adidas, Puma, so many of your different uh your different companies. It needs to take a whole community in order to make this thing happen. I feel like it, it, that's just very important at the end of the day.
0: And I very much agree. And it's very annoying because these girls really compete. And it's it's just sad because I don't like that, especially as a former uh, athlete myself. I played basketball. I played softball. We just want the same respect. And even that goes into the women's soccer team. You know, the women's soccer team makes way less than the men's USA team. But the women's soccer team, they have won championships the past couple of years. They've been more successful, but they don't get paid nearly as much as the men's USA soccer team. But that yep. needs to change. If if these these women are winning and they're competing at the highest level and they're being successful, they should get paid for that. I, I just think that. And that's no disrespect to men. That's not taking anything away from men or women. It's, not, it's just equality. There needs to be some sort of respect. Where is the respect? Where is the honoring? Where is that? So it's very annoying. But let's go into a different segment, which is um, Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson, there's a lot of things going on in Denver. There's a lot of things going on with how the team is performing, about how the team is looking. Um, We saw the the defensive nose tackle, and I want to run that clip while we're talking, of the defensive lineman yelling at Russell Wilson on the sideline. So if we can run that, let's see what was going on with that. And Jeremiah, I want to know your reaction to what's going on with the Broncos. Look at this. I don't know what was said. I I can't read the lips. That's head coach right there. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, he doesn't do anything. What is going on in Denver, Jeremiah? <laughs> well, when it comes to
2: this whole situation, look, when it comes to this whole situation, these players are fed up especially they are fed up with Russell. Now, I always, like I said uh, yesterday, I was talking to you, I I love me uh, some Russell, especially when his days with us, the Seahawks and, you know, during his time having that Super Bowl. But right now, all of that is out the window because this year he has been playing just straight terrible. The Mm -hmm. team is not responding to him in, in no type of way. Even how, you know, their linemen came into Russell's face right then and there. And Russell just like, you know, everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be. He's not trying to hear that. You know, especially <laughs> as a grown man, he is not trying to hear that. And that's one thing that turns the team off because it's like, yes, I understand, you know, you have your love, of of course, from, from God and everything else. You want to stay positive all the time. But these players, they're trying to show their emotion. And you got to understand where they're coming from with everything else like that. Every answer just can't just be like, you know, I'm just glad to be out here. You know, everything's an experience. You know, they're trying to win. At the end of the day, they brought you here for a reason. They're paying you over two hundred and something million dollars for five plus for five years. And you know, I know he he is very blessed, to, especially to be in this position how he is. You know, coming off yeah. of the injuries that he that he has. But at the same time, something that his leadership that's there is just not working out. The team is not hearing it, and the younger players, you know, they're really checked out. And especially that they can't even make the playoffs right now.
0: What the problem is also when you bring in a veteran, this is not like a draft pick. This is not, he didn't get drafted. It's not like this guy's a backup. Russell Wilson is a veteran quarterback who has been to two Super Bowls and has won one. He has played in many countless playoff games including NFC championships. And let's see what Oren says. It seems like he is unhappy with the Broncos. Is that true? I don't think it's that. I think it's the team is unhappy with him. And I feel like he went in there and he was thinking he's a celebrity. Now, we all know who he's married to. He's married to the great Sierra. We love her. And he has this sense of I'm a celebrity now being that she is. You, Russell, that's not your game. That is not, your, not game. your game. You are You are a veteran quarterback who a lot of people look up to. We want to see you play football and be a leader. And here's the thing. You paying this guy all this much? How many guys in that locker room feel I deserve that money? And I've been playing at the highest level for all the times I've been here. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of questions when it comes to Russell. So let's read the stats. Now, they lost to the Panthers 23-10, to 10, and I'm going to read off Russell's stats.
2: Ridiculous. He
0: was 19 of 35, 142 yards, one touchdown. He had a strip sack also. 3 of 17, he had a QBR of 29 on a scale from 0 to 100, so that's horrible, and then he had a um, 73.7 as well, whereas Sam Darnold, who is the backup for the Panthers, he was 11 of 19, 164 yards, he averaged 8.6 a pass, one touchdown, and a passer rating of 72 on a scale from 0 to 10, so that's about a C. So he outplayed Russell, and Russell is the veteran. He's the one that's, that's won the Super Bowl. So Russell, what is going on? Now I love Russell Wilson. When he, I'm, my second team is the Seahawks, so of course I love him. I still respect him. I think he's still a good quarterback. But this year, when you play pay a guy that much, when they all the money, all the draft picks that the, the Broncos gave him to Seattle for Russell, they were expecting them. Yes. An impact now, like we're talking about and, competing right now. Go yes, ahead, and
2: I and I and I do agree because there is no excuse for this. Because you put any other quarterback in that situation that game, Brady is not going to be losing that game to Sam Darnold. No, even well, when it comes to right now, too, but hey.
0: <laughs>
1: but
2: I mean, what <laughs> I mean with the with the weapons he has over there at Denver, I mean yeah, the weapons he true. has over there at Denver right now, Aaron Rodgers. Is not going to let that happen. You already know how Aaron Rodgers is right now and everybody is injured and everything else right right now. now. (laughs) Mahomes is not going to let that happen because this is my thing. We have Russell on these, these calibers with all these other quarterbacks, these other great quarterbacks right there. So it's time for him to be proven that. For this whole year, he hasn't been proven that in the slightest. And it's not because he doesn't have any weapons. It's not because he doesn't have a good line. It's not because he didn't have a good running back. So, of course, they kind of traded running backs and let go of Melvin Gordon and all that. But still, at the same time, he has a whole system around him. New coaching staff, great offensive minds around him, and it's just falling short. And a lot of it has become because of his decision making.
0: And I saw Orrin's comment. It's, it's time to pass the baton. I think we saying sounds like it's time to pass the baton. It may be time for a new quarterback. The only problem that the Broncos have now is going to be very hard for them to move him because they just gave him that big contract. So they were thinking, they were yes. like, man, this is our quarterback for five straight years. They gave him over $200 million. $200 million. Like,
2: and they traded away the pick. They traded away their other picks to the, the Seahawks. Pick. So the Seahawks I mean, can get...
0: They're in the Broncos are in a bad situation, so the only way is for Russell to play better or get benched. It's it's either way because I feel like there's no excuse for Russell because he is he is a veteran quarterback. This man has won a Super Bowl, and it wasn't a it, this Super Bowl was won not too long ago, and he's been to two. So I mean, he's been to countless NFC Championship games, so it's not like he just came up and oh I don't know how to play football. This man knows football. But it's just what is going on where he's missing his reads, where he's not making the correct decisions. He's passing. He's overthrowing his receivers. He's underthrowing his receivers. And yeah, it's a lot of money. $200 million on the first year you trade for him. So they Something were expecting instant off impact. seems this year about him. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I'm telling you, Bronco Nation is not happy. This is a franchise (laughs) that wins Super Bowls. This is a big franchise that has a lot of Hall of Famers, that has a lot of Super Bowls under their belt. They are not happy with Russell. They were expecting, and I even expected, I actually picked the Broncos as a dark horse in the AFC. And I was thinking, man, if they just get a quarterback, they're going to be a dominant team because they have a top 15, top 10 defense. They have a good young receiving guard, and they have a good running game and a good old line. I was like, they just need that quarterback that can deliver the ball and just keep the ball out of harm's way. They got the quarterback, so I'm thinking, okay, you get a Russell Wilson, you would think they would be a lot better. How is his former team, the Seahawks, have a better record than his team that he's with now? Does that make sense?
2: Just the only thing I can say that's good about this is at least your other dark horses wasn't wrong.
0: Oh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I'm just like, what doesn't make sense to me? And there's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of questions. How is it the former team you come from has a better record than you do and have, and they could potentially yes. make the playoffs and you might not make the playoffs.
2: And the quarterback is outplaying you. That is that not is a good
0: suspicious. look. That's, that's not a good look. So why was the Seahawks so readily available to trade him away? What, they were ready what's to going on? We don't have those answers. We genuinely don't have those answers. It's just questions that we're thinking about, but. I just know there's a lot of Broncos fans not having my dad, is a Broncos fan. He is not happy about this. He is not happy about this whole situation. And it's not that we hate Russell Wilson, we like Russell. Russell is cool, but how much they're paying this man, 200 million the first year, and you're playing like this, and the other team Plus, they We've say seen that... what he
2: did years ago. Yeah, big expectations for him.
0: I don't, and here's the thing. I don't think he's washed. I, I don't think he's like, you know, lost his sparkle or anything like that. But this year is just really bad. Like he's acting different. Like he's, you know, I'm this celebrity. I'm Russell Wilson. You know, you know what I've done? No, no, no. It's not yeah. about what you've done. It's about what you're doing now. You have to show that I can still do that. That's why Tom Brady is at the top of the chain because for 20 years, as long as we've been alive, Brady has been winning. I mean, Tom Brady has been to 10 Super Bowls. 10 and he's won seven of them. Russell, you you beat a lot of top quarterbacks. You should have beat Tom Brady in that's Super Bowl. We're not gonna talk about that. Should have ran a ball. But, yeah, but when we look at Russell, Russell's played against Tom Brady, he's played against Aaron Rodgers, he's played against Drew Brees, he's played against a lot of the top quarterbacks. You are considered a top quarterback. You won a championship. You've won. You've been to uh, many NFC championship games. You've been to two Super Bowls. We expect you to be playing a lot better than this. But that wraps up First Impression Sports Talk. Jeremiah, that was great. <laughs> I'm, there's a lot going on in sports. Hopefully, you know, there's going to be more things coming out. Especially, I want to see what goes on with this women's situation, women's basketball situation. And then, what's going on with Odell? That's a whole... Topic of discussion as well, but we're not going to get into all that. We'll get into that later. That wraps up. Thank you, Jeremiah. Thank you, Remy. Thank you, Oren. You guys were great. I'll see you guys next Monday at three thirty for more. We're going to talk a lot more, and especially about that World Cup. So don't go anywhere. Else. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>